Ash here with a new episode of Awesome Girl Adventures. Today, we're talking with Kaylee Grant, real-life mermaid, freediver, shark freediver at that, and just all-around badass extraordinaire. So take a listen in to hear about how she got started, what keeps her coming back day after day, as well as a incredible encounter she had in the water. And at the end, we'll share some tips and tricks for those of you wanting to try this for the first time or possibly advance your skills. All right. Well, welcome, Kaylee. So glad to have you on the Awesome Girl Adventures podcast. And I'll go ahead and let you introduce yourself to everybody. Tell them who you are, what you do, maybe even just a little bit of background just about yourself. Aloha, everyone. My name is Kaylee Grant. Ash, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Um, I am a shark safety diver, shark biologist for an amazing company called One Ocean Diving, in which we take people diving with sharks every single day and advocate for sharks around the world, different conservation efforts and campaigns that we have going on um, and supporting other shark conservation efforts around the world. That's really our number one goal is to save and protect these animals. But I am lucky to be on sort of the front line and taking people to interact, diving with the sharks every day, just as I did for you. You got to see a yes. typical tour oh there. So. It was amazing. Incredible. That's awesome. Yay. I love it. I'm so glad you enjoyed it. How long have you been um, freediving in general, Kaylee? And then maybe more specifically, how long have you been freediving with sharks and whales and everything else? So little background. I grew up in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And okay migrated out to Hawaii um, (laughs) about seven, eight years ago. I grew up with a love and a passion for the ocean, but uh, didn't really get to explore and be in that industry as a career path until I moved out here. And being in Hawaii, you're fully surrounded by the ocean, which is very convenient for me and the career path that I'm going. Uh, So once I was out here, I began, um, actually I started with scuba diving. And okay. I, um, started doing that pretty soon after coming out here. Um, I had done it before too, and like Ecuador and and, and traveling, yeah. but really got into it more seriously out here. I'd say about seven, six or seven years ago, and I started okay. as a dive master, so just blowing bubbles awesome. underwater. It was so fun. Yeah, taking people diving, um, yeah. mainly wrecks, reef exploring, different wrecks, things like that. Okay. And um, once I was lucky enough to cross paths with Ocean Ramsey, my boss, mentor, friend here in Hawaii, um, she introduced me to the sharks and the shark world uh, by coming okay. out on a dive with her at One Ocean Diving. Awesome. And just before that, I had really started started to get interested in free diving, which okay. is diving down on a single breath, whether you're going for depth or time whatever the case may be. Yeah. Um, and it's really beautiful medium of diving because it kind of connects the breath, the mind, the body, mm-hmm. soul all together. And yeah. um, it's sort of like the meditation of the diving world. So I started to really okay. get into that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I went out on my first shark dive with Ocean probably about six years ago, just shortly after that. I started working for the company and working for her and Juan. Okay. And I've been with them for about five years, going on six. Awesome. Been That's a great. a little while now. Yeah. I bet it flies by, right? It doesn't even seem like it. 
I'm lucky that my work doesn't feel like work. And that was like a very intentional and specific goal that I had for my life was to really enjoy what I do, get up and do on a daily basis. I'm so glad you mentioned that because later on, I want to come back to that very thing and kind of talk to you a little bit more about Mm -hmm. that. Um, So when you first went out with Ocean, like you said, you were uh, scuba diving. Did you have any free diving experience that first time that you went out with her? Pretty minor. Um, luckily the program and how they've developed it is that, and you might've gotten a glimpse of this. You guys were a bit more experienced, at least like your friends too, had been scuba diving, kind of like water people. Yeah. Um, but we design have designed this awesome program and really cater to, um, anybody at any level can do this. So even beginners can do it. Um, all the way to advanced people that have been on shark dives or free diving or can hold their breath for five minutes. So it's really all, all levels, which is amazing. Um, it shows how peaceful of an interaction it can be with the sharks that anybody Mm -hmm. at all levels can do it. Um, for me, I had pretty like light free diving experience. I, not to sound too, you know, boastful, but I feel like I kind of had a little bit of natural abilities when it comes to the water, maybe that was just always my passion and things Got like it. that. So yeah. um, a little bit of natural uh, natural ability, but a um, bit light freediving experience. I had done like some cave diving and some things. So okay. not too much, but it was really my first time when I went out with her interacting with sharks okay. specifically, which okay. was pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember that first time? interacting with the shark like do you remember what you felt what you thought yeah of course um it was definitely for me a life-changing one of those big shift moments because Mm -hmm. I had known that I wanted to make diving a career um diving in general and the ocean in general it was really that thing that I found that sparked this like fire inside my soul that I just loved that passion Okay. And that's what I wanted to do. But I didn't exactly know what avenue and going out with her uh, as soon as I went into the water, like from that moment, it was pretty instant. It was like, wow, you know, you're looking down. Yeah, it was a really big shift for me. And um, so it was a really powerful moment. And looking down, you just see, you know, you can't see the bottom. As you remember, it's over 300 feet deep. I had a day that was kind of similar to yours where you have like great visibility and you can mm-hmm. see so far and there's these awesome light rays shooting through the water. Yeah. And then the way that the sharks move and glide is just like perfect design yeah. and evolutionary perfection. And they just look so cool slicing through the water and, and just seeing how peaceful they are and not mm-hmm. what that uh, Hollywood hype media portrays right. them as. Um, right. It's really beautiful and it's just nature and nature doesn't want to hurt you. Um, mm-hmm. and we often don't look at the human impact side of things. So sure. just seeing how, how perfect these animals were and they're just doing their job in the ocean and yeah. they're really peaceful and it was really mellow and it kind of added to that like Zen meditation that you get with free diving. So I just fell in love because that was exactly what I was kind of trying to do. Yeah. That's amazing. So at that point, did you take any like official like qu- courses or anything for free diving specifically? I, I may have at that time. Now it's been, I've taken quite a few. Okay. Um, but at that time I might've done something uh, very beginner level. Yeah, I think 
kind of hard to remember the exact sure. timeline. Um, I've done a couple of things. I went to Thailand and, and I've done um, an apnea course over there. I've done a couple of different ones here in Hawaii okay. as well. Yeah, um, you live in a great place for that, right? Yeah. <laughs> a lot of accessibility to that. A lot, yeah, which That's is awesome. really, really cool. So I would still say that I was somewhat of a beginner, more so I've come a long way since that time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it didn't necessarily affect the dive at all, just being a beginner or anything. But I think sure. it, it helped spark even more of a love and drive to continue to learn more. Yeah, I could totally see that. And, you know, since the podcast focus is on girls and women and adventure sports and extreme sports, have you noticed a difference in the number of women that you've seen diving and freediving from when you first started till now, whether it's coming out on the trips or the conversations or um, in your own personal diving adventures? Have you noticed a shift there? Yeah, absolutely. Actually, the shark world is a pretty small community, as you can imagine. You know, there's that a lot of people that dive with sharks every single day around the world, but there, sure. there is a community there and there's, you know, right. shark divers in Florida and California and Mexico and Tahiti and all around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but That's the community awesome. is pretty small. And I would say, you know, it is a pretty male dominated industry. Um, uh-huh. For the U S a lot of the shark divers in Florida are guys, uh, okay. but I have seen a huge shift since I've started Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Ocean was a huge inspiration and mentor yeah, to yeah. me and seeing that like female empowerment um, right. and the other girls uh, that we work with here all inspire me endlessly. Uh, and I have seen a shift. More and more ladies are getting interested in it. Um, so more and more lady sharks are born every single day, which I love. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and it's really, really inspiring because, you know, you're working with predators. So mm-hmm. inherently, you know, you want to think tough male ego masculine energy and not sure. that all males have egos or anything but this like particular part like human to mm-hmm. interact with predators but it's actually really nice with sharks um once you kind of get to know them you actually kind of need a bit of a softness as well to interact with these animals and it, it's a really peaceful they're way more scared of us than we are than of we them. are of them. so right. i think they can match your energy and if you're like oh like charging them and trying to be a bit assertive they might mm-hmm. turn back and have that assertion towards you so sure. actually I've seen and witnessed females have the best interaction with sharks like I've totally seen one male doing his thing and one female doing her thing and I feel that sharks respond to females a little bit better and they're really great at reading energy yeah is how I've seen it yeah that makes so, sense it reminds me of you talking on the boat when we went out about the um the sensories they have that where it's like electromagnetic pulses, I believe you said they read. Correct me if I'm wrong here. I read, yeah, I learned so, so much about sharks that day that I never knew. Yeah. And so I really started thinking. And I remember there were being, there was a couple jokes on the boat that day about like, oh, can they hear my heart beating? Like, do they know how yeah. nervous I am? Yeah, so. yeah. So um, sharks actually have seven senses, which is amazing. Okay. And one of those extra senses is electroreception, where they can actually pick up lights, uh, electrical pulses in the water. So this is okay. something that they use for hunting. They can scan the sea floor and actually feel it's all around their face. These jelly filled pores called their uh-huh. apple of Lorenzini. They can actually feel where their prey could be hiding, whether it's under sand in reef, because everything that's alive gives off a little bit of electricity and yeah, True, a little yeah. bit of energy. So that's great analogy. Um, 
but it doesn't mean that if you're nervous and your heart's racing, <laughs> they're going to come up and, you know, they're really, sure. really smart animals. They know what they're supposed to eat. They've been here for hundreds of millions of years, way before humans. Right. Running on instincts, know exactly their role in the ecosystem, what right. they're supposed to eat to keep everything in balance. But it is um, a hunting mechanism, but it doesn't mean that they're like, oh, you're nervous, I'm going to come attack you. Sure. Far from the truth. Yeah. Absolutely. But they can definitely read those energies, I think. And they're really good about picking up body language um, because that's how mm. they're kind of interacting and communicating with each yeah. other as far as we know. Yeah. So um, even just that slight like turn of your head or eye contact or opening of your shoulders all can be a little bit of they're reading that, you know, so and sure. females, I just feel like tend to be a little bit more soft. Uh -huh. um, so I've seen great interactions. That's particularly awesome. between women. So very cool. Yeah, that's really cool. I love all the education plus what women are doing in the midst of all this. Like, this is all great. So I want to dig into some stories now. So one question that I really have for you that I would love to know more about is, was there ever a time that you thought, maybe this isn't for me, whether it was, there are a myriad of things that can lead us to that, right? Mm -hmm. Or whether it was um, an encounter with somebody else, some feedback from somebody else, or anything? Was there ever a time you thought maybe I shouldn't do do this? Um, you know, I would say in the beginning, maybe my parents were a little bit worried. They've really yeah. like been so chill and so supportive. But obviously, you know, you have a child and you want to raise it into the world, and you don't yeah. want it to get hurt. And you sure. and you automatically think sharks or predators in general could be like really scary. Um, I'm lucky that they're super supportive, but I would say that they were probably a little bit anxious in the beginning, but then once they, and they've, they've come out and they've experienced it too. So they're oh, far beyond great. that. Sure. Um, for me, um, I always keep it a reality in my mind that I'm working not only just with sharks, but in the ocean in general, it's a very unpredictable place and things can happen right. and you try to make it as controlled as possible, but um, and the animals are to be respected, you know, as Absolutely. you know, there have been, um, I've, I've never really questioned my journey, um, to be here because I know that this is what I'm supposed to be doing, uh, working right. in the ocean, but of course, um, with sharks, I've been in situations where I'm like, okay, it's time for me to like leave their environment just in that particular moment, whether mm -hmm. there's a bait ball and they're hunting and again, they're just doing what they're supposed to do in the ecosystem. So I think it's really yeah. important, um, you know, to know when is a good time to sure. get out and give them that respect. And I'll never just look at them as puppy dogs or anything like Absolutely. that. So always disclaimer for anyone listening, I always recommend going with a professional to dive with sharks or interact yeah. with any wildlife in general. Absolutely. And um, I'm really lucky that I feel I've learned from the best and I've been doing this for a long time. But there are definitely times I wouldn't say where I was like scared or thought anything was going to happen because I was just, okay, mm -hmm. it's time to like get out now. Yeah. There have sure. definitely been in those instances. Could do you remember a specific instance that you could share about like what exactly happened, what transpired and what led you to make that quick call that I got to go? Yeah. Um, we recently did a really cool expedition with some friends of ours at a organization called Malmana Foundation. And okay. they run um, shark conservation projects out of French Polynesia. So we went to a really remote area um, in the Tuamotus, which are just some like small little slivers of islands in the okay. middle of the Pacific, like super remote. 
yeah. uh, which is really, really cool. Um, but we interacted with some tiger sharks out there that were um, definitely feeding on some fish in the area. And uh, there were quite a few of them. So for safety, we all were like, okay, it's time to get out. There's a little too much going on here, yeah. a little bit too much. They're in that kind of like more hunting mode. Right. Um, so we've canceled dives for that. And nobody's mad about it. Everyone totally respects. Absolutely. Like, yeah. So we go with a big group. And I think it's just important with wildlife and nature in general not to really care, carry an ego with that and just try to be as humble as possible and know that that is nature, that's wildlife, and have that respect and that humility right. that you're in their zone. Right, I think exactly. that's really important. For sure. And it seems also, too, like the skill of knowing when it's time to call it is just as important as the skill of learning how to control your breathing and how to be mm. underwater for that amount of time, you know, for your safety as well as for the the safety of the animals that you're with as well. That's awesome. Yes, all really important. And so how about, um, is there a time just in general being in the water that really stands out to you? Just a very interesting encounter that you had. So my most memorable encounter that I can probably say throughout my entire ocean career. Wow. This is a big one then. (laughs) Yeah. There's, there's some really good ones, but as far as sharks go for sure, um, January, 2019. So we just passed the one year anniversary We were very blessed. Um, My husband and I, um, Juan and Ocean, and some of our other crew members were out there uh, about 12 miles offshore of Honolulu monitoring this dead whale carcass and just seeing what sharks are showing up to feed and monitoring the population, monitoring the behavior of the species, how they're interacting with each other and and, uh, what deep open ocean species are showing up and and different things like that. So we're out there and this is not our first time um, on a dead whale carcass. Um, We've we've worked with NOAA to drag whale carcasses further offshore, which is safer for beachgoers and things like that. So this is our first time going out to monitor um, the sharks in these situations. But yeah. Never would we have ever guessed that a huge pregnant female great white would arrive on the scene. Oh, wow. Is that, yes. is the picture that's your profile picture on Instagram from that encounter? Yes. Yes. That's the oh one. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So actually, I, let me see if I can, I don't know how to flip this around, but I have it here. So I don't know Oh, amazing. See. That's so it. So just a quick little clip for the, any viewers. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, so you can see she's she's a very large animal. Um, she yeah. was probably pregnant. Um, obviously, we don't know for sure any of sure. that, but her size would kind of lend to that. Right. Um, she was very, very docile. And I wouldn't necessarily, in fact, a lot of places around the world, it's actually um, illegal to swim with great white sharks for the mm. inherent risk because they are predators. They are wild right. animals. They're very capable. Right. Um, but here in Hawaii, great whites are so extremely rare that no such law against that exists. So oh, okay. and we were just happened to be with Ocean Wan, two of the most awesome shark experts in the world. So I'm yeah, very exactly. blessed I've been there because that was my first and only great white interaction. So wow. Yeah, if I hadn't been with them, I think I would have been a little bit more anxious. But maybe sure. not. I don't know. When I got in, I always thought, you know, even me diving with sharks all the time, every yeah. single day, I still had an, a particular notion in my head about great whites. And it really just showed that Jaws sure. had a very big 
impacts on these animals. Even someone, a shark lover like me was like, Ooh, maybe yeah. I will be a little nervous when a great white comes right. around. But as soon as we got in, I mean, she was so docile. It sounds like the weirdest term to describe mm-hmm. a great white. Yeah. But, um, just slow, steady movements. She mm-hmm. probably was feeding all night. Super gorge, super just like lazy. <laughs> so maybe pregnant, pregnant or whale hangover. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like even a very full pregnant human, you know, isn't going to yeah. be much of a threat potentially. Right, so it was right. Kind of like that, if you can imagine. She was just so yeah. mild mannered and. Actually, there was two dolphins that showed up and were swimming with us as well. Oh, okay. um, so yeah, I'm sure she just party. almost looked at us as one of the like one of the extra little fast sure. sea mammals. Like a, kind of yeah. an odd looking sea creature, but okay. <laughs> yeah, and um, you know, wow. if she maybe if she didn't have that just huge dead whale carcass to freely feed on, enjoy, sure. Potentially, she would mm-hmm. have been a little bit more um, of a danger her behavior could have been a little bit different but in that situation it was just like a real true definition of the word coexistence between um human and shark it was just really amazing and it and we're lucky because the images like that really got people talking about sharks all around the world and getting to see how you can coexist with them they're not man eaters so that was really cool that's amazing. That's incredible. It makes me feel better hearing you say that, like, if Ocean wasn't there, you might not have gotten in the water. Because, oh, like, yeah. when we went out with you guys, there was a moment when I climbed down the ladder and I was the first one getting in the water and I could see mm-hmm. the sharks. I went, and I was like, nope, it's now or never. So, and yes. you guys were in, and, and people that have asked me, like, you went dive free diving with sharks. Like, are you, and I've told them, like, this is the one company I would go with for various reasons. Thank you. You know, absolutely. And I've followed, you know, you and Ocean for a long time on, on social media and just knowing the way that you interact very thoughtfully and consciously. Mm. Uh, but it, it makes me feel better that I did have that moment. Um, since you did as well. Um, Absolutely. They're to be respected, you know, and I'm humble enough to know that I'm in their home, their territory, but I feel confident in what I've learned to know when is a good time to just leave that situation. And in this situation with the great white, it was so peaceful and beautiful. And uh, we had about three hours with her, which was. Wow. Three hours. Yeah. That's incredible. So were you guys already in the water and she came up or when you guys went to view the whale carcass, was she already there feeding? We actually got there, got in the water, and there wasn't a great white. And we got out, and we were like, okay, like let's drive maybe around the perimeter a okay. little bit further out to see if there's any sharks on the outside. There was like a tiger shark there, maybe like a Galapagos. So when we saw that, we are like, okay, there's sharks here, but they're acting kind of shy. And that's how they'll yeah. act, too, when there's bigger predators around. So that's sure. probably why they were kind of a little, um, you could tell their demeanor was like a little shy, a little um, hesitant. Yeah. Um, so we, we took a drive around the outside and then we were approaching uh, the whale carcass again. And all I saw on the other side was this like very pointy nose on the other side of the car- carcass start feeding on it. I knew it was something big, but I didn't want to yell out great white because I was like, I can't right. like I've never even seen one. Like, how do I, <laughs> right. like, how do I know like, that's what it is? But I think that's what it is. Yeah. Um, but I was like, not sure. Maybe like a Mako had showed up and they can get big, too. Yeah. Not that big, but. I just wasn't sure. I couldn't see the whole thing, but all I saw was a pointy nose. So I was like, guys, big shark, pointy nose on the other side. Like, let's go that side. Plunged around, got in. As soon as um, Ocean Wan got in first, they're like, white, white, it's a white. They confirmed it. And I was just like, 
oh my god and I'm throwing my gear on as soon as possible because I'm just like okay let's do this and I get in and it's like coming at me but I wasn't I thought I'd be scared but I wasn't yeah. it was very weird and then I'm like yelling to my husband I'm like Cam coming around the other side like because he's on the boat okay okay he was responsible for the boat while we're in the water so he's driving got it and he like just looks over the size the side and the thing is the size of the boat and he's just like he said he had a moment where his heart really started racing just seeing the size of it. Wow. About 22 feet, um, just a, a tiny bit smaller than our vessel and nearly the girth of it. So he he had a little heart moment there. So I can imagine. You're like, <laughs> okay, I'm, like, I'm in, in this. Get in, Yeah. <laughs> You're right. And we're telling him to get in. He's like, you guys are crazy. <laughs> he's like I just saw the size of that are you serious <laughs> but then he got in he was so chill too yeah it was like it was really it That's was really amazing. special and I think um for sharks it was really meant to be because you know it came yeah. upon a platform like one ocean diving and people that really do genuinely really love and care about sharks and um, you know someone like ocean that has a following of a million people on um, right. like Instagram. So that's really huge. And uh, a lot of people around the world got to see the beauty of these animals. That's and so cool. It's really cool. It, it reached Asia too, which is really big, wow. especially because shark fin soup is such yes. a huge issue. Yeah. Um, may, the main flight of sharks that um, for anybody listening that doesn't know is that sharks are being killed at about 70 to 100 million per year for their fins only mm. um, for shark fin soup, which is just a delicacy status symbol, kind of traditional thing to maybe serve at weddings, special okay. events. Um, and while it's not just the fault of one, one country, you know, countries around the world are actually doing the finning or importing and exporting the products. Yeah. But you know, if the supply wasn't there, then maybe the demand wouldn't be there, you know, obviously yeah. or the demand wasn't there. The supply wouldn't have to be there. So sure it was really great when we knew that it reached uh, places in Asia, huge media streams, newspapers and things like that. That's um, awesome. Because that's the, that's where we're really trying to target right. our conservation uh, message. And just such a natural organic development of that as well. You guys weren't seeking this opportunity out. Like you said, it presented yeah. itself to you. Oh my gosh. Never would and... I have guessed that this would have happened. Yeah. What was your interaction in the water with her? Like, like what, what happened during that three hours? It is so like hard to describe, mm-hmm. but um, just imagine like a very like gentle being that's literally just cruising around, sees you, maybe gets a little curious, comes up a bit closer, but really is just following their natural instincts as well. And, and she would go up to the whale carcass and feed. And that mm. was to me, one of the craziest things to see. It was like Nat Geo, like, in front of your face wow because you could see the power that they had you know when she and like her her gills are like flexing and moving and her jaw is coming Mm -hmm. down she's taking out big chunks of this huge whale carcass like yeah it's powerful and it's amazing but then she swims right by you with just like no interest in you so I'm like wow to see the intelligence of these animals to know and their instincts what is food and what's not food very clearly was fantastic and I mean there was plenty of us there uh in the water you Mm -hmm. know a handful or or two of divers and I mean I take people diving with sharks every day so it's crazy because you'll see people on Instagram like you said people are like what you do this you do that yeah 
you're like, well, I wouldn't have a job if it was that dangerous. So I wouldn't be doing this for five right. years. And some people longer than me, you know, like, ocean right. Water, this isn't so, brand new. Yeah. And people, it's so incredibly rare for anything negative to happen between a person and a shark that my favorite statistic is that you're more likely to be bitten by a New Yorker than a shark. So <laughs> watch that out for that in my man. <laughs> yeah. Don't go to Times Square. That's where the real right. danger is. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, I love That's that great. one. <laughs> what an amazing and um, special moment. That's, that's incredible. I'm so glad you guys got that. I love it. Yeah, Did you get any maybe, underwater yeah. um, like video footage of it? Yeah, I actually need to uh, share a little bit more. But I just made a TikTok because I'm like, I feel like oh, that's a good awesome. video platform. Yes. So I'm starting to put some ocean videos up there. I think it's okay. just mermaid.kaylee. So I know I posted at least one um, great white video on there. I know okay. that there's some on um, One Ocean Diving Instagram, my Instagram, or okay. underscore Kaylee, um, Ocean Ramsey's Instagram. So if you do a little bit of scrolling back, you'll see videos Perfect. as well as photos. Okay. Um, I know Juan was rolling some video too. So really, really perfect. Um, That's awesome. Check that out. And if anybody okay. wants to see a little bit more of like the truth of what's going on with sharks versus mm-hmm. the fictional, you know, Jaws. The Shallows, Sharknado, all of that. Right, um, right. I really recommend to check out a few documentaries, one being Saving Jaws. Okay. Um, I know it's available on Amazon Prime. Um, okay. So check it out. But it's by Ocean One, and it goes into all awesome. of, you know, shark finning and shark fin soup and okay. um, things like that. Also, Shark Water and Shark Water shark 2. Water. Great okay. resources. So, awesome. Yeah, I love people that. just want to see more of what's actually going on. So. For sure. That's great. I love how there's such a blend of athleticism and education in what you do. Um, And so I kind of want to dig a little bit more into that just on a personal level with what you do. Um, And when when I say what you do is like my like erase the job aspect. Right. Like Mm. if this wasn't work, like this is something you obviously do for work because you love it. But what is it about it for you that brings you back time and time again to suit up, put the mask on, put the fins on? go free diving, you know, dive with the shark. Like what does it do just kind of like on a more visceral level for you? Yeah, that's such a good question because people will kind of look at it. I was like, oh, your life is so glamorous. I'm like, my hair is fried. Like my skin (laughs) is like, I'm on the ocean every day. You're you're salty, you're you're dehydrated, you're sunburned, your hair is like fried. Like it gets cold, you know, Mm -hmm. like you saw I'm like throwing on wetsuits. And so there's actually a lot of like extreme physical aspects of it that can you can be in uncomfortable situations Mm -hmm. but for me and what I think always ignited my love and passion for the ocean even as a kid and just watching Mm -hmm. like the little mermaid and thinking about all the mystery and things that are underwater and Mm -hmm. that's what kind of always brings me back is like when you're on the ocean looking for something when you're diving under the water anything can happen and it's such a mystery And you're kind of succumbed to that you're in this world that you don't really have, you know, control and it's anything can come and go. And some dives can be, you know, same old or some can be the most amazing thing you've ever seen in your life. And I think it just keeps me a bit on my toes and really excited. And I love the mystery. I love the searching. It really lends Mm. for, you know, a very like big imagination and experience and I love just interacting with specifically like marine megafauna and seeing whales and dolphins wait you said marine what megafauna so what um, is that 
like larger ocean marine mammals and marine wildlife. Oh, okay, got it. So like a group like of animals whales, that whales and white great whites would want to. things like that. Okay, yeah. got it. So um, that is my favorite thing is just to go out and search and learn more. And there's always something new to learn and mm-hmm. to see and a new species to interact with and Absolutely. different behavior to see of these animals. Even yeah. cetaceans like dolphins and whales are so fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. How they can, like, what do they do? Like, where do they go? How they yeah. interact with each other and they're vocalizing and they're so intelligent. And I think there's just like an intelligence there that we don't fully comprehend. Mm-hmm. And it, it all just fascinates and amazes me. And I've even heard, you know, that we technically know a little bit more about space than we do our own ocean. Right. I've heard the same thing before, which it's is just crazy, right? It's amazing. Amazing mystery. Yeah. That I just, what's not to love? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. It seems like a very, um, like it's something new every day, but also the same, the level of comfort of that being a little bit the same, right? But it keeps you growing, keeps you expanding, um, yeah, the and, ocean has this awesome way of kind of making you feel small and humble, mm-hmm. but also making you feel like really special. Like, oh my god, I got to witness that or something. Right. So, it's yeah, like you the, can the have smallness like a hundred of the same. Yeah, that's really it yeah. keeps me coming back. You feel tiny in the ocean too. Mm-hmm. It's such a vast entity. Right, so, right. Really I totally did not mean to interrupt you there, girl, while you were going. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's awesome. And the smallness and the humbleness, it doesn't like necessarily make you feel insignificant. It kind of when, especially when I went out in the dive with you guys a few weeks ago, it kind of, um, it has a way of like recentering you mm-hmm. in the universe, you know, which I guess also lends to the meditative part that you were talking about, um, that you feel with free diving is it kind of recenters you and it's just kind of like, wow, like there's so much more here. Um, so much more that I don't know about that I want to know about. Yeah. The ocean has a lot of healing abilities you know whether you're hungover and you need to dip in the ocean or you need to like zen out and go float like there are so many things it's just so healing for the soul the body the mind so it's definitely helped me um definitely a stress reliever as well even with sharks there which is surprising because you wouldn't think that Mm -hmm. but they're really beautiful and just mellow yeah they really are that's amazing. Um, so it sounds like you mix a little bit of travel with your free diving as well. So where's yeah. your next trip planned to, or where so, do, would you like to go next? I'm very lucky because um, just this last year, 2019, my husband and I started a company called Faraway Seas. Yes. Um, and we get to take people diving all around the world to That's amazing. different locations. We just mm-hmm. wanted to travel, and a lot of people just don't know where to go, what to do, or they want the guidance of people that have been doing this for a long time or the yeah. photography of someone like my husband and, you know, stuff like that. So yeah. we were like, hey, let's combine everything. And it obviously helps us to be able to travel at a more affordable rate, you know, sure. get to these places, um, mm-hmm. getting paid while doing it. So yeah. uh, our next location is going to be Cabo in Mexico, okay. where we're going to look for this amazing um, mobile array um, migration where like hundreds of thousands of hundreds or thousands of um, rays all get together in oh, these wow. particular areas. They also have silky sharks there. Um, lately in the last couple of years, workers have been spotted coming in to feed off the rays. So fingers crossed for that one. That would be <laughs> right. fantastic. That's amazing. Um, but our favorite place to travel probably is French Polynesia. Okay. Um, 
we go and kind of follow the humpback whale migration down there and go to swim with humpbacks. And that's amazing. They're really magnificent beings. They're really mm-hmm. sentient animals that you can just feel um, their magnificence. And to see like a mom and a calf together is, mm. is very beautiful. You can see the love there. And yeah, talk about a humbling experience. So yeah. uh, we'll be releasing those dates in about within the next month or something. So stay okay. tuned if that feels like anything something would want to experience there's not much better than swimming with humpback whales I can definitely say that I can imagine (laughs) that's awesome well since you brought your business up I'd like to pick your brain a little bit more about that how did you pivot your passion into your career Mm. um it's funny because I was just talking to someone else about this as well and for me in general I've found throughout life and it might sound a little too easy, but when you just make a decision about something, Mm -hmm. the rest can fall into place a lot of time. So for me, I was in a place, you know, rewind seven years, six years ago where I was a bit unhappy with where I was. I had reached the goals I thought I had, but then when I got there, I wasn't extremely happy. So Mm. what I did was, quit everything, move out of everything, break up with relationships that didn't feel good. And I went to Thailand for a month in search of what made me just feel the most alive. Okay. And I was diving there and all of that. And when I came back to Hawaii, I just made a decision that I'm not going to do anything unless it's fully what I love to do. And from there, making that okay. decision, I mean, the real work began. It wasn't all just like a walk sure. in the park after that. We had sure. to like, I had to do a lot of stuff. <clears throat> Yeah, going back to school and getting all these certifications and putting in the real okay. work, but and being really broke along the way. <laughs> right. Got to put the work in. Giving right? a lot of sacrifice. Yeah. But yes. um, that was able to, you know, get me to where I am now because okay. I was just like, I want to do what I love. And that's what transpired. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, it was kind of like the same thing that came about when we, Cam and I, my husband went to start our company. We're like, we like to travel. We like to do this. We now have like, feel like we have experience. Um, where do we go from here? And mm-hmm. I think it was just like brainstorming. What do we have to offer? Not getting that imposter syndrome where you don't feel like you're good enough for it. You know, just kind of yeah. having like a little bit of self like confidence and believing in yourself and right. asking for help if you need help is really huge. Relying Absolutely. on your community, you know, maybe getting mentors and um, the idea of expeditions are not new. Um, yeah. You know, Nat Geo and, and bigger names have been doing them for a long time. So I think it was really sure. just about like having that dream, maybe feeling feeling the fear, but like doing yeah. it anyway. Right. Kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Um, so when you came back from Thailand, what was the what did you start doing at that point? So there's a lot of stuff you cut out. What did you start doing? I at that point um, was began the journey. And when I was in Thailand, actually, I started it too, um, of getting my dive master. Um, and that was like a real game changer too, because it kind of takes you from being like a beginner or novice to like more, like I have this thing, I have this like certification and like I can do this and started teaching people. I mean, it has master in the name, right? (laughs) Yeah. So you're like, you gotta mean something. Yeah. Yeah. So that was great for me. Um, and also did, you know, a little bit of um, 
I even did apnea stuff when I was over in Thailand. So Thailand was like a really transformational trip for me because I just went to just do what I love to do Mm -hmm. and was kind of like seeking a bit more spirituality. And then when I got back here, I was like, okay, this is what I want to do, but I'm still a little lost. So I also went back to school. I did the Marine option program at U8. Okay. So that was also amazing. And just, and then that's when I started to begin my journey at One Ocean. So it was really um, feel the fear, like do it anyway, keep taking those steps. You got to put the work in, like nothing's right. going to come for free. You can manifest. I love manifesting and it will yeah. show up on your doorstep, but often there's one foot in front of the other kind of work yes. that you have to do to get there's there. There's so too. much more before it appears on the doorstep for you. Yeah. And you just yeah. have to show up and be willing. So when things would arrive, I would just show up. I would just do it. That's and awesome. And that was that. Yeah. That's cool. That's so cool. It's kind of like you said, like you decide, you found out about One Ocean, you decided to go diving with them and then, okay, here we go. Yeah, just keep just going. Spiraled. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. So what advice would you give um, to women and girls specifically that are interested in, um, we'll, we'll start with free diving and then switch to a little bit more specifically about free diving with sharks. Let's say like somebody who's never mm-hmm. done this before, but is like, oh my gosh, that looks so amazing. I'd love to give it a try. What would you suggest to them to do? I think it could be like intimidating and like scary free diving too. Cause you're like, how can I hold my breath? Like it's yeah. kind of scary. Like I need oxygen to live and to breathe. <laughs> right. Um, but I would say definitely give it a try because it's a really amazing way. Like I often find yogas kind of this way as well to connect mm-hmm. your mind, body, soul, and your breath. Your breath is super important. Yeah. I mean, it's like a vital life function. Sure. Um, so getting more in touch with that is only going to bring you deeper and closer to understanding yourself as well. And the best part about free diving to me is that anybody can do it. It's not like certain skills or sports where you have to like kind of have a natural ability or be good. Literally free diving, anybody can breathe. So anybody can slow their breath, find their center and in mm. turn be able to hold your breath longer. Actually, the best part about it is that anybody, even a beginner, with the proper techniques and instruction could mm-hmm. hold their breath up to like five minutes, an average wow. beginner entry level, first person going into free diving, never done it before. Uh-huh. The max that you can reach is a three minute breath hold static and you can mm-hmm. get down to 60 feet, 60 feet. And that's somebody that just wow. rolled up, maybe never even having snorkeled before. Obviously right. like a little interaction with the water ahead of time is, is ideal. Yeah. Um, and the comfortability, but beginner level, those are like the highest of the requirements. So that means anybody just walking off the street could potentially come in and just have these abilities straight away. So I think that should hopefully give people a little bit more confidence to want to try it out. Um, When it comes to sharks, I would just say, you know, go out, just do it. Like kind of same thing. Go out with a professional. I would love to take people out at one ocean diving. Always come over my way, request uh, to come out with me, request to come out with ocean or any of our team will take really good care of you. Um, but uh, definitely do it. Guidance of a professional is awesome. Sometimes there's even right. online classes that you can just sign up for. I did oh, okay. one um, with the University of Queensland. It was just like an online class all about charging yeah. biology. So okay. just look around for some resources. Sure. There's some great books. Um, yeah. Get out there, experience the animals. I would say always go out in the wild. That's my preference. Right. You know, try not to support things like SeaWorld and whatnot. Um, Go out and right. see them, see in, the them in their element. Uh, yeah, exactly. And um, That's amazing. go with professionals and right. know what companies you're supporting. Um, some are not always the best um, 
causes. So you just have sure. to find out, just do a little research and do a little digging. But um, I know one is ocean diving. I can vouch for as a great experience yes. or check out our friends. Um, totally fine. Doing shameless plug. Foundation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, but um, there's other great organizations around the world too. Um, our good yeah. friends I mentioned before in Tahiti, uh, Malmana Foundation. Mm-hmm. They're awesome. So anything that really gets you out there, um, just do it. Just start somewhere. And it. once you start, yes. it's like a snowball effect, right? Right. I love that. Like just, just take that first step. Put your feet in the water, pun intended, mm-hmm. um, and the rest will come. So what would you tell somebody that's maybe been diving for a while, um, possibly even with sharks, that wants to take their skills to that next level and become more proficient? Mm-hmm. What advice would you give to them? Well, you would definitely need to train under someone that has a lot of experience. Okay. Um, I mean, that's the path that I took, and that's always okay. what I would recommend for safety. Yes. Um, there are plenty of organizations that if you really want to get to that next level, I mean, there are, there are more intense shark dives. You could do baited shark dives. They have in Florida, tig- uh, Tiger Beach and Bahamas, oh, okay. you know, Mexico. They can take you, uh, the girl I know, Sophie, she could take you diving with Mako sharks. Okay. So there are more extreme levels that even intro people can do under the guidance of a professional, but okay. if you're trying to make it a career, um, most places will require you to have a dive master, um, so that you can have liability insurance and okay. then just train under someone whose experience you, um, trust and want to learn from, um, okay. places may offer, uh, I don't know off the top of my head, except for here, one ocean, yeah. but, um, we take interns from all over the world. Yeah. So that's something that you might want to look into as well. So you could get awesome. a bit more experience. Uh-huh. Um, also, but yeah, if you're trying to make it a career, I mean, it really just takes just finding a company and area that you would want to live, what you would want to do. You obviously have to be near the ocean right. and, um, <laughs> just learn under the right people. I love that. And speaking of careers, just out of curiosity, what's your title? So anything from shark safety diver, shark biologist, shark naturalist. Um, any of those generally we use here at yeah. One Ocean. I also just consider myself an ocean guide because we do okay. our own things. Um, like we do whale guiding and French Polynesia and whatnot. So kind of ocean guide kind of sums all of it up. Um, okay. And I've just, yeah, been able to learn a lot more about sharks and cetaceans over the last five or six years of um, interacting with them and things like that. Yeah, that is amazing. Well, Kaylee, it has been so awesome getting to learn all of this about you, about sharks, about the ocean, the environment, chasing your dreams. That is very, very inspiring. I actually read an interview. I can't tell you who I found it with, but when I was doing some digging before our interview and I read the the moment that you talked about, about going to Thailand and it just, it really mm. hit home with me, you know, that, that deciding like, this is what I'm going to do. And now how do we make it work? So I love that, um, that there's a combination of dreams and passion as well as hard work. And you can see it in everything you do. And I, that's amazing. And I think it's so good for people to see that too, because a little bit of like from my background, like I grew up in the country on a ranch. And so there's a lot of that very, um, that very large respect for wildlife. And mm. there's much more of a don't interact at all. Right. And so sometimes I think um, there's sometimes people think it's very irresponsible right, to get in the water. Um, and even my family, when they found out what I'd done, they were just like, what is wrong with you? What are yeah. you doing? <laughs> you know? Um, but there's that other side of like, no, this is very, this is very well thought out. It's educated, right? Like there's a method here. It's not just 
being irresponsible and diving in, right? So I love you know, that. It's like um, we are a part of nature. We aren't right. separate from it. So in order to inspire people to want to protect it rather than just like eating the meat, eating the seafood, throwing out right. single-use plastic or, we, or using the thinking about your carbon footprint, if we want yeah. people to change their ways, we have to show that there is a connection there and we are a part of nature, not against it or not yes. separate from it. Right. So I think it's really important as long as it's done in you know respectful manners. Absolutely. I agree. Well, Katie, before we wrap up here, you kind of touched on it a little bit earlier, but where are the places that we can find you online and all platforms, oh. including your TikTok? I'm going to follow you on TikTok. Yay. <laughs> okay. So um, really great uh, places to follow me would be Instagram. It's at mermaid underscore Kaylee. Um, TikTok, brand new, but trying it out. Awesome. Um, Welcome. At yeah, it's kind of fun. It's a really funny platform. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have a Facebook, Kaylee and Grant. Um, those are my main um, resources. And from okay. there, you can find my company I started and whatnot. But I would definitely ask people to also follow One Ocean Diving because we have awesome. a lot of call to actions coming up in which we could okay. use the support of um, our community or the public because we're trying to get protection for sharks within awesome. state Hawaiian waters that they currently do not have. So oh, just follow amazing. at One Ocean Diving and any petitions we need signed or any writing testimonials that we need will be posted on there. And you can really make an impact and help save the sharks. Awesome. I love it. That is great. That is an awesome note to end on. Again, Kaylee, thank you so much for being on Awesome Girl Adventures. This has been an awesome conversation. And I look forward to seeing and hearing more about what you're doing. And definitely we'll be back in Hawaii to dive with you guys. Yay. Yes, please come back. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Take care. All right. Aloha. Aloha. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening today. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Awesome Girl Adventures. And if you or somebody you know is a badass girl doing incredible things in adventure sports and extreme sports of any kind and would like to be featured on our podcast, hit us up. Send us a DM on Instagram.